Well, today is Palm Sunday. It is a day that commemorates Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem when palm branches and other garments were placed in his path to enter in on. This is the Sunday that happens before the crucifixion on Friday. And of course, as Pastor Nick mentions, we will gather together this coming Friday for Good Friday. This marks the beginning of Holy Week, the final week of Lent. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the Gospel of Mark chapter 11? The Gospel of Mark chapter 11 is one of the the passages that talks about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And if you are able to, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Mark chapter 11, starting at verse 1, says, As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments in the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day that we can celebrate Palm Sunday. Lord, we thank you for Palm Sunday and for the beginning of this holy week. And we pray that you would open up our minds and hearts for these reminders that we can learn from this day and from this passage of scripture. May you challenge our hearts and our lives, and may you indeed help us through your Holy Spirit to live out lives that are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. So this event took place on Palm Sunday. The people were gathering together to celebrate the Jewish Passover festival, a festival where people from all over the Roman world gathered in Jerusalem for this week-long celebration to remember the great exodus that happened from Egypt. So Jesus and his disciples were on their way, headed towards Jerusalem to partake in the celebration and to gather together like many others were. So just before they get to Jerusalem on their way, Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead to go and get and bring back to him a young donkey, a colt. 
Now, we don't know exactly who it was that he sent to go and bring these back, but it was a simple task. All they needed to do was to follow Jesus' instructions to go get the donkey and to bring it back. The problem was that it was a simple task. They were disciples of Jesus. People all over knew about Jesus, and because of their association to him, they almost like got some sort of celebrity status as well because of the association they had with Jesus. And so in Jesus asking these disciples who now had some sort of status to go and get this donkey and bring it back to him, it was a simple task that it would almost come across as, can't somebody else do it? Right? Now, the, the scripture doesn't tell us that they put up a fight or fussed about it. But knowing human nature, you know, many times we might have this mentality of somebody else should do it or that's not my job. Right? And so the two disciples are, are tasked with going and bringing back this donkey. And it would have been easy and it could have been easy for them to feel like, you know, I should be, you know, driving out demons and healing people and doing this and doing that. But you want me to go bring back a donkey? You see, in Jesus sending them to perform this simple task he was also teaching them humility and servanthood. A reminder from Palm Sunday can be, be willing to do even the simplest tasks for the Lord. Amen. Be willing to do even the simplest tasks, whether it's at home, it's at school, it's at work, it's at church. There are times where we will have to do certain tasks that we may not want to do, right? And sometimes we may consider these tasks as dirty work or thankless tasks or even Pastor Nick likes to say donkey business, right? There are times where we might have to carry out some donkey business, there are times where we may not necessarily want to do certain things because they're such simple tasks or it's not my responsibility or not my job to do it, right? But we do need to do those things. Tasks like taking out the garbage, emptying the dishwasher, giving someone a ride, cleaning up a spill, Handing out flyers, opening the door. It could be a task such as restocking the fridge or putting away laundry. Maybe it could be just simply putting paper back into the printer or volunteering in a ministry. Maybe it could be shoveling snow or cutting grass. The list could go on and on. But my friends, there are times where we come across certain tasks that we may not necessarily want to do or feel that it's our responsibility to do it, yet it needs to be done. And the bottom line is that whether it's your responsibility or not, there are times where we simply just need to do what needs to get done. We simply just need to do it even if we don't want to. 
Jesus wasn't concerned at all about status. He was concerned about serving. In Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 to 28, we read, Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. May we remember that Jesus has called us to serve other people as well. So the two disciples go on ahead and they find this colt in order to bring back to Jesus. Now the purpose was for Jesus to ride in on this donkey as he entered into Jerusalem. He rode in on this donkey coming in peace. In the ancient Middle Eastern world, leaders rode horses if they rode to war, but they rode donkeys if they came in peace. Jesus was symbolizing that he was coming in peace, that he was entering Jerusalem in peace. Now, as I read this scripture, and many times I have, I've always found it interesting, the fact that Jesus was very specific about the kind of donkey he wanted brought to him. In verse 2, he says, go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. He was very specific, just didn't just say, go and bring me a donkey, you'll find some over there. He said, go and bring, you'll find one that's standing there, a young one, that has never been ridden, and that's the one that I want. Now, if you had a brand new 2023 vehicle, and someone asked you to borrow your vehicle, chances are you might be a little hesitant, right, to lend out your vehicle. Brand new, just got it. You haven't even driven it yet. You might be a little hesitant. Now, if someone asked you to borrow your 1998 vehicle, <laughs> chances are you'd be not only willing to lend it, but you would tell them to keep it, right? You see, when we look at this, the point is that it's often difficult for us to part with new, unused, brand new things in our life, things that we still intend on using. But a reminder from, good, from Palm Sunday can be, give God the first and best of what you have. Give God the first and the best of what you have. Jesus wanted a donkey that was unused, that no one had ever written. Because he is God, he demands the very best. Because he is God, he deserves the very best. Because he is God, we should strive to give God all of ourselves, and the first and best of everything we have. God desires for us to give him the best. In the Old Testament, God was very specific about the types of sacrifices that could be offered. 
When people brought sacrifices to the temple or to the tabernacle, they were not allowed to bring animals to sacrifice that had defects and that were sick and that, you know, weren't good. They had to bring the best of the best, and often it was the young, healthy, fat, um, good for meat, but it was a sacrifice in order for them to give it. You see, when we give to God, God doesn't want our leftovers. God doesn't want the last five minutes before you fall asleep. God doesn't want your offering if there's any left at the end of the month. God doesn't want your time that, you know, if I can squeeze in, you know, a half an hour here or there. He doesn't want that. He wants the best and he wants the first. He wants the best part of us, and he desires for us to come come to him and offer ourselves and what we have, to make that available for him. You see, my friends, oftentimes out of fear, we hold back and we think, "If, if I have anything left to give that I will give. If I have any more time, then I'll offer my time. If I have any more of this, I'll offer this. But Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. Give God the first and the very best. Before you even pay your bills, Give your offering. Before you even set your schedule, set aside time to spend with the Lord. Before you plan anything else on a Sunday, make sure that you have planned in your time of worship with the Lord. You see, God desires that we give him first and best of whatever we have, not just the leftovers. So he wanted this unridden, brand-new donkey to ride in to Jerusalem with. When the two disciples found the colt tied there, where Jesus said it would be, uh, they began untying it. And the scripture says that some bystanders, some people who were around, asked them, what are you doing? Why are you untying this colt? What are you doing with it? Now, Jesus had already told them what to say because he knew that this was going to happen. In verse 3, he had told them, if anyone asks what you are doing, just say the Lord needs it and will return it soon. Well, the Lord asked for them to be able to give this donkey so that he would be borrowing it to um, ride in. If the Lord asked you to give up something that you had, would you be willing to do it? If the Lord asked to borrow something you had, would you be willing to lend it? A reminder from Palm Sunday can be, at times, others may need what we have more than we do. There are times where someone else may need what we have in that moment more than we do. Now, I'm not talking about giving away everything we have, right? Because we all have needs as well. But there are times where we have more than enough to share. There are times where we can look at the things that we have and say, you know, God has blessed me so much that I can be a blessing to someone else. Or someone else has blessed me, and I will continue to use that to be a blessing. 
That doesn't mean that we ourselves are not in need, but it does mean that we can share and that we can help others as well, especially in certain seasons of people's life where they may be going through a difficult season. That is our time to bless them and help them. Whether we have a lot or a little, we can make ourselves and our stuff available for the Lord's use. These people were willing to give the donkey because Jesus needed it. Are you willing to give whatever may be needed? Are you willing to give of your time, your talent? Are you willing to make your vehicle, your home available for the Lord's use? There are times where we may have to. And there are times where we can lend what we have, whether it's simply a book, whether it's a lawnmower or a snowblower, a shovel, salt, something that we have that we can help to bless someone else that may not in that moment have that thing. Now, I also wanted to point out to you that in this passage that Jesus um, spoke when he said, tell them that the Lord will um, needs it and he will return it, Jesus says he will return it. Do you see that? All right. So side note here. If someone is kind enough to lend you something... Or to give you something. Are you listening? What is the decent thing for you to do? To return it. To repay them. To show gratitude and appreciation. That is the decent thing to do. You know, sometimes people don't want to lend you something because they're not, they know that you're not going to return it. Right? Don't be that person. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Return things. Appreciate what someone has done for you. Appreciate that hard-earned money has gone into buying that. Take care of it. Even if it's not yours, take care of it because someone has been kind enough to lend it to you. Repay someone's kindness. Jesus says, not only do I need it and I'm going to borrow it, but I'm going to return it. You see, my friends, not only should we be generous in giving and lending and returning and repaying someone's kindness, but know that when we willingly and lovingly give to the Lord, he always gives us a return on our investment. He always does. The little boy had just a little lunch left five loaves and two fish. He gave it willingly, and Jesus gave him a return on his investment. The widow had just a little oil left. Jesus, God told her to to go and to collect through the prophet, to go and collect all these jars that people had, um, her neighbor. She went and she did it. She poured that oil and she believed and God gave her return on her investment. You see, my friends, God is a God who has endless resources. Our Father is limitless in power, in authority, in might, in resources. Trust Him that when we give the little that we have, not only will He make it much, but He will bless it beyond our imagination. 
Be willing to give because sometimes someone may need what we have more than we have in that moment. And don't take things for granted. Don't take the things that people give you and do for you for granted, especially when it comes to your family. There's a tendency sometimes for us to think that, oh, they're my parents. Oh, they're my grandparents. Oh, they should do that for me. Oh, they owe me that. Listen, they don't owe you anything. (laughs) They have given you life. They have taken care of you. And actually, the way that I look at it is now you should be investing back in them, right? So don't take things for granted. After returning with the colt, Jesus rode into Jerusalem. As he made his entrance in, the crowd spread their garments. They spread them out on the the ground in front, and others cut down branches as they honored and they celebrated Jesus' entrance in. The people were so happy. They were ecstatic that Jesus had come back, that he was entering in and that he was amongst them. They shouted, praise God. And in other translations, it may read, Hosanna. They're they're crying out this praise to God. And Hosanna is an expression that is of joy and praise and adoration. And in the Greek, Hosanna is translated as Please save us. It seems that the people were seeking a king to deliver them and to save them from the political situation of the day. I think that they assumed that Jesus would say what they assumed Jesus would save them from was quite different than what he actually came to do. A reminder for us from Palm Sunday can be, The Lord doesn't always do things the way we hope or expect. The Lord doesn't always do things the way we hope or we expect. And there are times where we may hope and we may expect God to answer that prayer a certain way. Or to bless us with something a certain way. Or to do something in our lives a certain way. But my friends, we need to trust God because he knows what we need when we need it. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. And so when we pray, yes, we should ask. But our prayer also should be, Lord, according to your will. According to your will. Because there are times where I'm sure you can look back in your life and say, thank you, Lord, for not answering that prayer. Or thank you, Lord, for not giving me what I thought I wanted in that moment. Or thank you, God, because you provided something even better for me. You see, the only one who is already in our tomorrow is God. And he already knows what we're going to need. And so may our prayer be, Lord, you know what my tomorrow and my tomorrows to come will hold. And so you provide what you know I'm going to need when I get there. Because he already knows. And so, my friends, even when the Lord doesn't always do things the way we hope or we expect, trust that we serve a good, good father. And he is able and he will provide you what you need. The people didn't realize that what Jesus had actually come to save them from was not from their current political situation. 
They didn't, he didn't come to save them from their physical situation and circumstance, but he came to save them from their eternal spiritual situation. He came to deal with the consequences of their and our sin. And he came to offer them and to us today the gift of eternal life. Jesus came and the crowds welcomed him, expecting and hoping that he would save them from the Roman Empire. Jesus entered Jerusalem with the intention of saving them just in a different way. Author Tom Barnard writes, the crowd was clueless. They never got it right. They shouted praises. He wept. They looked for a warrior king riding a white stallion. They got a carpenter riding a donkey. They wanted hype. They got a healer. They wanted a prophet. They got one who fulfilled prophecy. They wanted a scepter. They got a savior. They got nothing they asked for, but everything they needed. Only they never got it. They were clueless. Jesus was the only one who would really know what was happening on that first Palm Sunday. Today, my friends, Jesus is still in the business of saving he is still in the business of restoring what was lost. And he extends that gift of grace and salvation to each one of us. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. We can be confident that when we call upon the name of Jesus, not only does he hear us, but he extends that grace to each and every one of us. We can have that gift of eternal life by repenting of our sins, by fully trusting in Jesus as Savior and Lord. We can know for certain that we are bound for heaven and we are given that gift of eternal life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for these reminders from Palm Sunday. We thank you, God, that you are so good. And we pray that you would help us, that you would help us to trust you even when we don't understand, that we would trust you, God, and make ourselves and our stuff and who we are available. God, help us to always give you the first and the best of what we have. We thank you, Lord, that you have lavished your blessings on us, that our cup overflows because of you. And we pray that not only would you continue to replenish as we pour out and as we give and impart to others, but that you would continue to speak to us and move in our life and help us, oh God. And so we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the gift of salvation that you have made available. And I pray, Lord, that you would move upon the hearts and the lives of each one, that you would stir up within us a desire to know you more. And so we thank you, oh God, that you have come to save us, that you have come to give us hope, that you have come, oh God, so that we can know 
that you love us and that you care. So bless your people, Lord. We thank you for our faith that we can celebrate together as a body of Christ and as believers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.